Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, January 31, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We have the last day of the month. The market is trading higher. And by the way, nobody should be surprised. We'll circle back to that later. We're going to identify some things that may jump off the chart at us on the daily chart. We're going to work away from the daily chart from there. We'll work up a little bit to the weekly. I've got some stuff going on over there. And then we'll work down to the intraday stuff. We've got stuff going on over there. The first thing that's jumping off the page is the convergence of moving averages above current price at We'll just call it for rounding purposes around 456. It's the 20 period moving average sloping down and the 100 period moving average running across the page. Moving averages tend to be magnetic when price hasn't been there in a while or they're coming from far away or both. So that's something obvious from a daily chart perspective that looks like magnetism. The other thing jumping off the page is the low from last Monday. If we move the chart over, you'll see here the low happened to be 420.76, and we're far removed from that price currently. Couple of comments on that. First, we talked about the fact that this kind of looked like this, and it was the same concept, different magnitude. The candles are bigger over here than they are over here, but that doesn't matter. It was what we were discussing and I was pointing out and there were other reasons why because the market made a low. The type of low it made, it should have higher prices. We discussed that at least two or three times. The folks in the Lazy Swing Trader product understand that we were long with that concept in the back and the front of our mind. We had the NASDAQ long and we took profit today. We were looking for higher prices. And by the way, just in case anybody doesn't remember, we took the short Q trade off somewhere in that neighborhood. Even though we're using the S&P chart, it doesn't matter. All the markets in large part are moving together. They bottomed around the same time. They're running up together. They get these big rallies, the short squeezes, buying begets buying, panic buying sets in, FOMO sets in, not necessarily all in that order, but that's the way it works. We discuss this stuff all the time. It always works out, if not really the same, very close or similar to the same. We're doing just fine. By the way, one more thing on the daily chart. We should note that Irene has moved. She has a new address. Her address is right down here at last Monday's low. Now, we're not going to wait for Irene to give up before shorting the market again. We're going to have a short into resistance. I'm just saying from an Irene perspective, Irene moved down south. When we go through the exercise of identifying from a big picture perspective where the market may be headed. So let's just say for argument's sake, we're being the umpire calling balls and strikes. We're going to take the bull case for a moment and we're going to say, hey, what if they keep going? Where's a good spot? Well, on the daily chart, we already discussed. An obvious spot is 456, give or take. But we really need to see what else we have up in that neighborhood. The convergence of moving averages is good, 
But what else do we have based on other charts? Is there anything that can validate or add credence to that story? Over here on the weekly chart, we've got a breakdown candle. We've got a high, 459.60. We want to know about that. Price is going to have a tendency to want to creep up to that number or that zone. Not necessarily all at once. We just want to know that it's there. This is a weekly chart. Could take a while to get there, if at all. So right now, we're back on the daily, and we say, all right, now we have a zone working. We've got 460 down to 456 is a likely zone. And by the way, for different reasons, each number is important. We don't know whether price is going to get into that zone anytime soon. We're in the just-in-case camp. We're designing a potential schematic. And we know something else. If price ran up into this zone like over the next day or two, that would be overhead resistance. Unlikely to blow through that zone like a hot knife through butter. Ain't gonna happen. What about the other side? Were the umpire calling balls and strikes? What about the south side? What if this thing fails? Can this thing fail? What's the story? Two really big up days back to back. What are we in for next? Are we going to have a third bolted on, or are we going to have a fake-out operation back down in the other direction? Well, here's what we can say. We can use the number 448, and we'll get to where this and why this 455.50 line is on the screen, where it comes from, why it's there, and how we used it. When I say we, we're talking about inside the numbers. But we also have a 448, and it happens to be this breakdown candle high. So they blew through it, they got above it, and they closed above it today. That's a positive, that's in the bull camp. If they give it back up tomorrow, we could say they recaptured it back on the downside, and that could really be the first tinge at some negative activity. What I'm doing here is giving you something nearby, and with volatility expanded and big swings in both directions, 448 is considered nearby, even though it's 20 S&P handles away. In this kind of tape, it's nearby. So if they started getting below 448, guess what? It opens the door to 445.50, and that rolls right into, where does that come from? What a fantastic lead-in to go over inside the numbers. We're going to run through the commentary. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. The market was down a little bit in the pre-market. It was up overnight, down a little bit near the flat line. No big deal. We had a big run-up on Friday. So some back-and-forth type of behavior was warranted. First thing right out of the chute is Happy Monday. How about the Friday finish? A weekend video would have said they should still go higher off last Monday's low. I would have been consistent had there been a video that's what we were saying for the prior couple of videos. Today is important from a do we see follow-through perspective. We saw the follow-through, but remember, this is posted at zero dark 30. This sets up the thought process for the day. So the numbers look like this. The best bullish open would be above Friday's high of 442. The second best would be 441.50. And by the way, getting above 442 on candle closes begins to crack the door open for 445 at some point. Getting above 442 on candle closes 
begins to crack the door open for 4 to 45 at some point. Five-minute chart, right of the vertical, today's activity, 441.50 is that line. It went a little bit lower right at the open. Once they got above 442, what happened? It opened the door for 445, and we've adjusted the number, as you'll see later in the notes, 445.50 was the target. Then we had some stuff on the other side, which really we didn't need, so we'll roll up the notes and see what else we have. 8.30. Again, more pre-market thought process stuff. We're setting up the day. We're beginning the week. They're hanging around a big fat round number of 440. It's common, normal market behavior. There's a difference between a pullback from a big run versus a failure. At present, we're looking at a pullback from Friday's jam session. Of note, just want you in the right mindset. We'll let them get going. Less than a big bang from last Monday. Some food for thought again before the market opens. They weren't in a runaway at the time. Didn't look like a runaway. They ended up obviously getting bullish as the morning went on. But just from a gap up perspective, they weren't doing that. So we're just noting what's going on. We're setting the table. And by 9.33, we had a nice rocket ride on one of the stocks on the move. We'll circle back to those later. So far, they ran a test of the big fat round number of 440 and bounced. Nothing from an opportunity perspective just yet. By 940, what we're saying is, and pay attention, if they can get above 442 and stay there, 444 is the next big time important pivot. So we're giving stages along the way. This is what they would be targeting next if they get above this. Still the morning rush and could be a shake-up operation. We don't know yet. But just in case, let's get this one on the board early. 445.50 is the prize in a melt-up operation, which would be the follow-through from Friday. That post is at 9.42 in the morning. Here is the candle ending at 9.45, 9.50, and they went up from there. Staying above 442 was the ticket. As soon as they got to 445.50, they spiked it a little bit. And then they ate time off the clock. You see, resistance doesn't always mean big failure, big pullback. Resistance means they stop going up for a while, and they either run sideways or they go back in the other direction. If they run sideways, what is that? Well, that's the market's way of telling us that the next move is likely still yet a continuation move higher. This is not news to anybody. A little bit of a refinement at present. It's about 442.13, which is the breakdown candle high. Staying above is the bull case. That's it. So if they're above, can you be long? Yes, that's a trader's choice. I'm telling you what the market is going to do as long as they stay above this. If they get below, that thing is off the table. And then they started melting up. There's your 444. By 10.05, this is one of those starts to the day where we begin thinking in terms of a morning high. Not sure where yet, other than 445.50 would be a great place. Now, what happened? They made a morning high at that spot. Instead of pulling way back, they just ran sideways, but they still did the morning high thing at that spot. What's above 445.50, about 447, and likely a spike of it. And you go on and on and on. And then, as the day goes on, you realize what's happening. And then once they get to a certain spot, and you can pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. But you got the whole gist 
of what was going on here. What I want to show you is, as they get closer to certain spots, here, 127, the bigger picture is this. As they get closer to the next big fat round number, they become magnetic and suck price in. 450 is that next number. Today on a jam session, tomorrow on a gap higher, we don't know, but it's just about on the docket. 127. Back to the chart. The line is moved to 450. What did they do? They got sucked up to the next big fat round number. I don't make this stuff up. I just report on it. Since I have the benefit of having watched this for years and years and years, I'm reporting what generally happens. It's an if-then statement the majority of the time. Then, of course, into the end of the day, they're grinding up. It's a melt-up operation. I've given you the thing. So we'll take a look at stocks on the move. Out of the four posted on the board today, two came into their entry targets. We'll take a look at K and Wolf. AZN and Otis, they missed their targets. They're off the board. There are no trades. How about Kellogg? Came into the number, went a little bit lower, came back a little bit higher, finished around the number. This one was like a dud. It's not a real winner. It's not a real shitburger. It's just a dud. It didn't do the thing. $63.10, $63 in that neighborhood is important. We really wanted to get to this one, didn't we? $81.40 on Wolf Speed was the number posted at zero dark 30 in the morning. They came into the number, they spiked it by a little bit, and they had a rocket ride slash home run. These are the ones where you never know, you never know which ones are going to give you this type of rocket ride. You're talking about roughly $13 from entry in the same day. Really? This is precisely why I teach, take some profit along the way. We take a base hit just to lock in a base hit. If they give us a home run, a triple, a double, whatever it is, we can take it having profit in our pocket, having a risk-free, emotionless trade on the table. Today is a good example of how that works. Just to look from another perspective, the 15-minute chart. They make the low, they immediately turn around, light the fuel on fire for a blast-off. What's going on over in Camp IWM? We've talked about 191, and we talked about it before they got there. Now they're $10 higher. That's 5%. 191 was important. I showed you exactly how I derived 191. It's right out of the course. Lazy E-mini trader. What a case for a plug. You can't even make this stuff up. This is a weaker market. On one hand, they may have more to snap back. On the other hand, they may not really go anywhere if they can't get above this breakdown candle high. 203.55 is the spot. They can gap above it. They can work their way through it during the day. But if they can't start closing hourly and then daily above that spot, no dice. That's your bogey on the upside. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Similar to the IWM, when you look at the daily chart, it's in a downtrend. They're below all the moving averages, and the trend is your friend. That applies across the board. So what we want to note is this. While they are bouncing, and that's normal garden variety behavior, markets go up, markets go down. The market is designed to suck you back in. 
They want you to think everything's fine. You'll hear the talking heads in the media, the low is in, it's a buying opportunity. It's the same routine every time. They may be right, they may not be right. We'll just let the charts do the walking and the numbers do the talking. Right now, my eye is drawn to the convergence of the moving averages, the 20 and the 100, similar to the SPY. If we have another big up day, you're going to have a challenge here with this pivot high, 15,526 and change in that neighborhood. Right above it is the convergence of these moving averages. So in between that zone or from the lower end, which is the pivot high, up into a spike of the moving averages is garden variety overhead resistance. On the flip side of the coin, playing umpire, below 15,000 would begin to be not such a good story for the bull case. Silicon Valley slash Austin, Texas folks, the Q people, again, this isn't the same convergence of moving averages, but you can see the 20 period moving average is sucking price in, the 200 period moving average is sucking price in, they're magnetic, price will land somewhere in between, find some overhead resistance in between 365, 366 to 370, maybe above it, 371 or so. So we probably have, when you look at all these charts, whether or not it's tomorrow, we likely have more upside momentum in this tape. The XLF, again, very similar. My eye is drawn to the convergence of these moving averages. It's not going to be a walk in the park to just bust right through. And you'll notice something else, and this is another plug for the course. In the course, I emphasize why time is more important than price and how we use it. And what you'll notice in all these markets from last Monday's low is we're coming into a zone right now where the market is on time. Doesn't mean it's going to turn overnight. Doesn't mean it's going to turn at 9.31 in the morning. It can, but it doesn't mean it won't run up all the way through tomorrow. We don't really know. It's an awareness. We use time. We also match it with price, and we see what makes the most sense. That's how we use the tools in our tool belt to get a sense for where we are, where the important stuff is, and where the market is likely going to have trouble getting through, whether it's on the up or the downside. It's just the process. We're going to insert gold in here. I made some promises. Now, what I've always said is gold is a buy from a long-term perspective. I'm not really a trader of gold. I'm not really interested in giving you the direction of gold for the next week or two or three. That's not really what I'm after with gold. I'm a long-term holder of gold. So therefore, let's focus on the monthly chart for a moment, and I'll tell you what I see from a near-term and a longer-term perspective. So first of all, let's look long-term. There's your breakout. You got to look down here at this line running across. This is a breakout. Now, you could say, well, that was a long time ago. It could be finished with that whole move, and you're 100% right. Or it could be just getting started. But here's the thing, from a near-term perspective, we've got a big breakdown candle here from June of 2021. So that being said, it's not going to be out of the realm of possibility for gold to take a trip down from a symmetrical standpoint to complete that pattern, maybe even below this low over here, 157. It would kind of get ugly for gold. And if it did that, it would open the door for 150. And... Furthermore, if it did that, 
that would represent a buying opportunity. Now, it doesn't have to do that. There's other things, A, on this chart, and B, on other charts that support the case why it doesn't necessarily have to go down. There's a lot of exterior things that drive gold. I don't worry about them. I can only use the charts. But you start talking about conflicts and the fear trade, and gold could take a shot up or a shot down, and it could be violent, remember, in either direction, but we've all seen this before. So it's not out of the possibility for it to take a shot up. And I'm not saying that as a bias. I'm just saying we've all seen that before. What about Smash Mouth? What a tremendous day for Smash Mouth. Up 5%, was looking into the abyss. They rescued it. And even though it doesn't seem like it's nearby, they're staring at the same convergence of moving averages, 20 period, 100 period, 285, 286, 288, 289. In that zone is garden variety of overhead resistance. Now, if they don't get there and they go sideways for a while or they pull back first, then something else is developing and that's fine. That's why we go over the charts every single day. There's always a new thing going on on the charts. Remember, they should go higher off last Monday's low. We were saying that over and over and over again. And with that, I'll tell you how much I appreciate each and every one of you. Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.